Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray, and this week I am the Chief Officer of Shave. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Oh my. Smooth, hairless, always very exquisite. <laughs> Damn. You need to put in those tight spaces? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I just figure, and this is going to make me sound terribly snotty, but I've never seen anyone with, like, facial hair that hasn't looked better without the facial hair. So just just shave. Just shave. Unless you really <laughs> love your unless you love your mustache or your beard, in which case, like, you do you. It's your face. You you be you. But if it were up to me and I were prime minister, you'd be yes. shaving. There you go. <laughs> that would be the law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I haven't shaved since uh two days ago and I'm feeling very scruffy and I will need to take care of that because it drives me crazy. Right? Oh, Crazy. Yes. Yeah, I was all itchy today. I didn't shave, and I haven't shaved since like Thursday or something. Uh-huh. I shaved tonight, but up until like today, I was like, "Ow, itch." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just do it. It's good for you. It's good for me. It's just better for me if everyone's shaved. And that's the important thing. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Just faces. You can let the rest of your body be as hairy as you want. I could care less. <laughs> I'm not well, going to be a total tyrant. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I, on the other hand, folks, I am Paul French, and today uh, I am the uh, chief maintainer of Reading List. I... Uh, <laughs> Couple of years ago, set myself up with a, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of books that uh, have, uh, you know, spent um, some years on the bookcase and uh, have as yet been unread, and mm. uh, I need to remedy that. And so I, I you know, I, I thought the first thing will be, you know, setting a list and and prioritizing a bunch of them. And so I wrote out a list, about fifty books on it, and I you know over the last year or so i've taken off some of them but i but i've realized that part of what i need to do is um you know basically uh add on the new stuff that some you know where where it's like it's not that i haven't read anything it's just that i haven't uh you know it wasn't on the list so there's been nothing to mark off so i've got to add them so, <laughs> so you so, gotta yes. put them on the list so you can scratch them off. Exactly. Uh, so I am the, uh, as I said, the chief maintainer of reading list. Realizing each additional day is not gaining likely inroads. Still trying. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, so that's that's where I'm at. But I've got to make sure that when I when I suddenly you know um, you know like I grabbed a uh, a, C, uh, a CJ box uh, book because I have uh, been enjoying Big Sky. And so I want to read uh, some of the books on which it is based. And, uh, mm, mm-hmm. and uh, but that means it's got to be put on the list so that when it's done, it can come <laughs> off the list. Because really, the whole point in the list is so that you can check stuff off. And, uh, exactly. And there's, there's, Otherwise, you know, what's the point? Right. It, and it is such a satisfying thing is to, uh, is to check stuff off the list. And so, uh, so, so now I'm just making sure that the list is properly maintained. So there check. we go. 
Yes. Check indeed. And you, sir? Oh. Now, I'm Al Sedano, and this week I am a special agent of Dragon. Damn! Radical action going on nonstop. Because last night I watched the new animated movie Batman Soul of the Dragon. Oh. And it was awesome. Oh, cool. It was so awesome. Batman in the 70s. Bronze Tiger, full-on Afro. Yeah. Lady Sheba was often awesome. Richard Dragon, basically, is they play Richard Dragon as if they said back then, you know, when Sean Connery stopped being James Bond, instead of hiring Roger Moore, they hired Bruce Lee. <laughs> That's yes. Richard Dragon in this movie. In the first... Within the first five minutes, he's jumped out of a window, kicked the grenade back at them, flies away, jumps away from the explosion, pulls the chute for the parachute that, of course, he you didn't see before, but he did have on his back. Yeah. Because he needed it. As Rick Jones once said, I needed it. Yeah. <laughs> Lands on a yacht with, like, a couple of, like, women in bikinis, and they ask who he is. He goes, Dragon. Richard Dragon. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I saw a poster for that on Facebook today, and I was like, huh, that's a thing? I'm sure that's – like, I figured it was just a movie parody poster, but it's a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw it at the store, and I, I, I need to pick it up. They have uh, – because they have one with a – you know, and I always love getting the one that has the little, uh, the little figure because I've got a few of those. You know, I've got a Nightwing, I've got a Damien, I've got a, uh, a John Constantine and all that oh, stuff. Nice. But, uh, but they have – it is uh, uh, Bronze Tiger in, um, in 70s garb. Oh, and and, uh, and yeah, I gotta get me that. Now, two warnings, or maybe three. One, if you happen <laughs> to be a fan, if you are one of the two people who are a fan of the old Charlton character Judo Master, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, two, I don't know what the rating is on this one, but I know it is way, it is a bit more violent than some of the other like move. Uh, like, at least the animated series have been. I mean, we're not talking blood and gore, but yeah, yeah. Shiva just, like, is on a motorcycle, swings the sword, and you see her drive by, and you see a head fly across the screen. Someone so. got panthered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. And do not expect this to be part of any continuity you're expecting, because, yeah, you get to the end, and you're like, whoa, was not expecting that. Yeah. Well, I, I know they... they, they kind of uh, on the um in the description they they listed as as an elseworlds and i mean you know it's but that that to me is kind of like it's an imaginary story but really aren't they all uh-huh. <laughs> i do hope they do a sequel because that'd be all i like to see what happens next but yeah no it's awesome so much fun. very good very very good yeah that's cool they could do there's so many eras they can play around with oh for like, sure so yeah. many yeah, totally. To- like there was, they did like a, like little Wonder Woman shorts on YouTube years ago, or maybe it was like part of the DC, whatever. And I just happened to see it on YouTube, but it was like very seventies sort of really retro, um, almost like Darwin Cook style animation, but. Sleeker. Oh. I'd have to. I'll have to find. Anyway, they were so cool. There were just three of them, and they were really yeah. short. But they were like, yeah, they had that sort of '70s energy. Well, I mean, the nice That's... thing is, all these characters did exist in these time periods. It's not like we're putting 
a modern right, right, character right. in something that they never existed in. You know, you can do them in World War II because they were there in World War II for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, or whatever. Totally. Totally, totally. All right. Well, I've got no clever segue, but uh, we're looking at Legion 91, <laughs> which I guess was in the 90s. <laughs> which features a character from the 50s. Totally. There you go. Exactly. We are looking at Legion 91, number 29, by Alan Grant and Barry Kitson. We've got Kitson back on covers. He's got um, Captain Comet holding, I think it's a spaceship, up on his back. Just giving it his all while the rest of the team looks on in the background. Uh Yeah, this is reminiscent of like an X-Men, you know, uh, Colossus in the uh, danger room kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Or uh, is it the Hulk or the Thing? They're always like uh, testing their weight and like they've got a whole building squashing them, but they're they're holding it. The Secret Wars cover with the Hulk holding up the mountain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what we have here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have here all right so we get into the issue and it is it's scripted by alan grant it is arted by barry kitson they're both co-plotting laverne kinzierski's colors gaspar is letters and bad dan raskler is the editor that's like a small team they've got it like yeah small yeah. And, lean and mean <laughs> that's right boom 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 <laughs> so this one is called Traffic In, Traffic Out, and we got Lobo on the main page there on his ginormous space cycle holding an even more ginormous laser gun, laser from cannon. Cable. <laughs> yeah, Cable wasn't using it. Uh, so he, yeah, it's on loan. And he's saying, all right, bozos, that's far enough. Stand by to be boarded. And he is hanging out in front of a ginormous spaceship. And the little Legion pods that are kind of floating around beside him are, are telling him, he, he didn't hear you, sir. He's speeding up. And they're worried because, of course, they're going to get smushed by a giant spaceship. And it goes flying on by with a whoosh. And Lobo is thinking, hmm, maybe today ain't going to be such a bummer. I love a good chase. Ready or not, here I come. And he goes tearing after the ginormous spaceship. You had your chance, Clyde. I asked nice. Now I'm coming aboard to rip your stupid face, uh, your stupid metal face, off. Because he sees it's being piloted by a robot. He jumps off of his motorcycle and just happens to <laughs> leap towards the airlock and and I guess on spaceships in the 90s they just had the open door buttons like right right just right out there apparently <laughs> it's yeah like, <laughs> it's like a doorbell or something you just hit the button and in you go <laughs> except it opens it <laughs> I know opening initiated depressor so you know Makes it really easy for Lobo. He can just push the button and walk on in. <laughs> well, he's it ain't a even disappointed locked. in that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's not even locked. I need to remember to give him a crime prevention lecture after I frag him. 
<laughs> Inside, of course, they are putting on the red alert. Airlock's been breached. And they send the welcoming crew to meet Lobo, who they're telling, you know, they're saying, we're going to kill him. And Lobo is saying, fetals, giz, robots, a go-go. Pucker up tin ribs. They don't call me the can opener for nothing. And when I was reading this, I was like, I don't even think anyone calls him the can opener. <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> I was just like one second ahead of Lobo because he's like, actually, they don't call me the can opener at all. Let's keep that our little secret. Stick around, Durango. You're next on the list. So he's tearing through the robots. Durango, little guy, goes running off down the hallway. No use running, geek. I got your scent now. I'll follow you clear to hell if I have to. So he's chasing him, and then he pauses because he's driving or running by like the main drive power junction, which he then tears apart. It's nice that everything is labeled on this spaceship. Like, enter here. Here's where our main energy source is. Here's where the engine is. <laughs> They've got everything clearly labeled just for Lobo. Very efficient. <laughs> Very, very efficient. Yep, yep, yep. And then he goes full on Bugs Bunny or Elmer Fudd, I guess. Come out, come out wherever you are. I'm going to tear your legs off. He goes into the cargo bay. He finds Hooch. Fragon's thirsty work, he says, as he pops open the the, uh, bottle and starts to drink it and then spits it out. Fetal's Fragon gizzard. No wonder Docs wants these smugglers stopped. That stuff ought to be illegal. Guess that's why it is. And you know, if Lobo doesn't like it, it's got to be pretty yeah. brutal. <laughs> it's definitely not silver ale. <laughs> no, it's not even Kono juice, man. Oh. <laughs> Maintenance crew, says the uh, guy Lobo was chasing. I need power restored now. Too late to worry about the engines, ugly. It's time to worry about me, say cheese. And just as he's about to, like, clobber the dude, he gets pinged. Out of the spaceship. And all we get to hear him say is, hey, what's the big idea? As he just vanishes. He vanishes, and we will find out what happens to Lobo later on in the issue. But he's just gonzo. So we pop over to Cairn and Legion headquarters. Operative Phase, report to Commander Dox's office immediate. And Phase is grumbling. What does he want now? She's playing a game of chess or something with telepath well whatever you can bet it won't be nice it never is as far as docs is concerned i might as well have murdered his pet derlin and lady quark is standing watching and says he is still the boss you had better go you might as well face i win in two more moves anyway says telepath (laughs) (laughs) i love that he's kind of moving out of his whiny phase and into like a sort of snarky he's getting like a little snarky edge to him which is kind of fun well his <laughs> his encounters with uh beck have pointed it out to him it's like god no what not to do that's right whining doesn't work on this team anyway phase gets called into the office again she's like or they say phase i said immediate and lady quark watches her go and says things do not bode well for her you leave the boating to me tashana says telepath want a game <laughs> And FaZe is grumbling all the way, just what I need. Another verbal mugging from Docs. I wish I knew how the hell you got his respect, Larissa. Because, of course, her poster is up everywhere. 
She goes in to visit Docs. He says, Faze, at long last. Going deaf, are we? Before I say what I have to say, I'd like, and she just, like, totally interrupts him. Look, Commander, if this is going to be another attack on me, can we just skip the preamble and get straight to the painful point? Very well, says Docs. I want you to take over Larissa's job. She's, what, me? Your second in command? But, but you hate me. <laughs> he says, my personal feelings don't come into this. You're efficient, cool under pressure, and the others respect you. So, will you do it? And she thinks for a moment, well, I wouldn't want you looking over my shoulder all the time, overriding my decisions. Of course not. I'm sure we'll work as well together as I did with Larissa. Come on, I'll show you to your office. And he takes her in, and he says it's all hers, and... She's looking at another one of Larissa's paintings. <laughs> I see he's left you here to keep an eye on me, Larissa. I wonder. And then the phone starts to ring. Well, that didn't take long. So she dives right into it. Nope, it's Faze. I'm handling matters now. What's wrong? And we get a great mini nine-panel grid of her just talking on the phone. Doc's always okays the canteen menu. Well, okay. Is there anything he doesn't try to control? And then another phone call. Look, from now on, if you need paper cups, you just order them. <laughs> yes, I do have the authority. And then she gets another phone call. Docking Bay, what's your problem? So how is that a problem? Hang on. And she gets another call, and it's from the refueling bay. Yes, but no, I... Wait, what? I'm on my way. And she just runs off, leaving the rest of the phones to ring. And she... It didn't take Doc's long. He's already got, like, Deputy Chief Faze, like, right on the door there. He, uh... Well, he probably right had that done before she even said he talked to her. <laughs> he he moves quick, man. <laughs> I do like she... that whole sequence of the phones. It's kind of like something from, like, the, the like the one of those screwball 30s comedies where, like, they're on the phone, like, they have, like, five yes. phone conversations going on at once. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, she finds, like, a flunky out in the hallway, and she just says, you... In there, answer my phones. I'll be in transport if I'm needed. And he just says, yes, ma'am. And Docs is watching all this on his little television. Let's see how she handles this. And so <laughs> we're at the, um, we're at the, I don't know, the part of the headquarters where the ships are coming and going and stuff. And we got an argument between two of the, the uh, workers there. Mr. Fuzuk. I can't clear the docking bay. They're refueling. Well, you'll just have to, Mr. Zig. The incomers' fuel reading is zero, and they're ferrying dangerous cargo. It's your own stupid fault. I told you not to okay the landing. And while they're arguing, uh, one of the other officers says, Excuse me, sirs. Uh, traffic control alert. Vessel NX3 Alpha has nil remaining airtime. Vessel ZZ9X, ready for takeoff. Clear docking bay number three. Clear airspace docking bay number three. And they're getting traffic in alerts. Collision imminent. Traffic out alert. Collision imminent. Instructions. And they're just arguing the whole time. You call yourself a traffic in officer. You call yourself a traffic out officer. Imbecile. <laughs> Cretan. Please, sirs. And while they're arguing, of course, we see the two ships kind of collide right into each other. Yeah. See. Yeah. Now, see what you've done? Me? 
And that's when Faze arrives. Exactly what is going on here? And she looks and she sees that the ships have crashed and she's like, oh, dear Lord. And of course, they're each blaming the other person. It's all his fault, ma'am. Idiot, halfwit, redundant appendage, <laughs> non-sentient <laughs> jelloid. Now they're getting real dirty. Yeah, it's nasty. I know, they're going to have to be bleeped soon. Uh, get me detailed data, says FaZe, on all the craft involved. And patch me through to the base PA. And they're <laughs> buffoon, bonehead, vegetable, mineral. Lady <laughs> Quark, to docking bay now, says FaZe. Telepath, Captain Comet, meet me in traffic control. <laughs> and Lady Quark is... <laughs> <laughs> not enjoying being ordered around. Phase. I do not like her tone. <laughs> and Garb says it must be an emergency. So Lady Quark zooms off because she's a good officer. We shall see. But if it is not, Phase will regret speaking to me thus. So she arrives. Lady Quark, thank God. Is this as serious as it looks? Yes. The incoming ship was carrying explosives. The reactors have burst. If the leaking fuel reaches the cargo holds, we can all say goodbye. And so she gets right on it. She's like, all business. Get the passengers and crews to safety. I'll handle the nuclear reactor. I will try to contain the escaping fission particles as long as I can. Good luck, ma'am. So she flies in there. She breaks some things apart. The reactor should be behind this wall. Moons of quark. It's only minutes away from total meltdown. So she starts absorbing energy. I must absorb as much of the escaping energy as my body will allow. Telepath is peeking in and listening in on her thoughts. She's having trouble phase. It's too much even for her powers to handle. I can't falter. I can contain it. I can. Tell her to hold on, says Phase. The captain's on his way. And Phase or Lady Quark is just saying, tell him to hurry. <laughs> <laughs> and Captain Comet flies in. I only hope that your plan will work, Phase. <laughs> if it doesn't, none of us will be here to know. So he uh, flies <laughs> under one of the uh, rockets. <laughs> I haven't tried anything like this tough for years. I must use both my telekinesis and my super strength. Combine them. And he starts to lift one of the ships up slowly. And telepaths impressed by the holy hive. Would you look at that? Jeez, and I thought I was strong, says Garve. And they're cheering him on. That's it, Captain. We're not out of the fire yet, telepath. Keep Lady Quark up on what's happening. And everyone else is cheering them along. Lady Quark is lifting. Well, she's absorbing the energy, I guess, while Captain <clears throat> Comet is lifting the, the ship like right up into space. Um, so that yeah, they're out of the it. atmosphere. Yeah, they're getting like as far away from the base as they can until she can no longer hold the energy. Um, Captain Comet tells her we've entered the upper atmosphere now. All right, Lady Quark, let her go. And so she lets out all that energy. The ship explodes. She sends Captain Comet flying, but he's fine. She's fine. She's maybe a little weak. Are you all right? I think so. That was Awesome. And Lady Quark says, if you will excuse me, FaZe and I have some unfinished business. <laughs> so she zips down. And FaZe just uh, immediately diffuses the situation, it looks like. 
Honestly, I understand your feelings. Tashana, I'm about to broadcast to all Legion members. No doubt it will give you the answers you seek. We can talk privately later. And she's standing at the microphone and she's telling everyone, I'm your new second in command as my first act. I'm appointing Mary Jane Beck and Captain Comet full members. There will be other changes, hopefully for the better. I know I can never replace Larissa Maller, but be assured I will do my best. In return, I only ask you to remember, Legion is a team. We're in it together, so let's do it together. And we get little face shots of everyone and others, everyone and others, and they're all smiling. They all seem to be pretty happy. Now, the two above Beck, was that the two? Didn't they die? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Um, Someone with those type of glasses died, but I think he had a different hairstyle. All right, maybe I'm wrong, because I thought I remember that being the the sergeant yeah. and, like, the young recruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that Sarge, I feel like Sarge had a different hairstyle. But it looks like him a little bit, which yeah. is maybe why he's grumpy. He's the only one yeah. that's not smiling. yeah. Because he's but dead. I'm dead. Why am I here? I still listen yeah. to speeches. I'm dead. I still listen to damn speeches. <laughs> I'm still listening to speeches. And this is I'm the dead. worst. This is the worst afterlife ever. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Docs, of course, is also not smiling. He has Faze come to the office. You'd better have a bloody good explanation. You have no authority to accept Comet or Mary Jane. I run Legion. I make those decisions. You will publicly recant their appointments now, and in the future you'll clear everything with me. And FaZe does not back down. She just says, Vril, you told me I could run things my way. That's exactly what I intend to do. You may not like Comet, but he has the potential to become an integral part of this team, or do Vril Dox's whims come before Legion? If that's the case, you can fire me now. And he just says, nope. <laughs> Obviously, Legion comes first very well. Have your way. Just keep Comet out of mine. Thank you. Now I'd like to ask about another integral member of the team. Where is Stealth? Hmm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he's, he is grim. Don't push your luck, Faze. This interview's over. And for the record, I don't know where she is. And if she knows what's good for her, she won't be back. Uh, so then we finally get back to Lobo. Boss? Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Well, we do. But the person speaking is not Lobo. I thought it was. Boss? Yeah, it's me. It's just one of the drug-running Lobo flunkies. Repairs took longer than I thought. Uh, okay now, though. No further sign of the Legion clown. I'm going to deliver the cargo, and that's when Lobo comes crashing through the spaceship wall. Is that so? Oh, hell. <sighs> that's right. I braved demons and magic and atomic fragging explosions just to get back to you. And there's a little editor's note that says, See the demon numbers 11 to 15. Ah, yes. So that's what happened to Lobo. Which I believe he got was also zapped written. away. It was also written by Alan Grant, wasn't it? Yeah. At this time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. So we're in the beginning of the Lobo Appears Everywhere stage of DC. Need a sales bump? Toss Lobo in your issues. That's right. <laughs> so he got to do a good five-issue, five, six, five-issue 
yeah. guest starring run in the demon and they just fit it all in in the pages of this issue it all just fits right in there yeah uh, alrighty, so I hope you got your tombstone reserved, and he's smacking up the guy, and the the boss, whoever that is on the screen, is, what is it, what's happening? Sorry to break up your powwow, Clyde. Oops, and your man's face, too. We was interrupted earlier, see? And I ain't back in the best of moods. So he finishes stomping the, uh, the flunky. There, now I'm feeling better. Amazing what a little violence can do to cheer the inner man. And he realizes that he was not beating up a guy. He was just beating up another robot. What? Another fragging tin head? He's not happy about this. All right, Clyde, let's play it straight. Main man to main man, what do you say? And whoever the boss is says, fool, we have nothing to discuss. Goodbye. He presses a little button. It's the auto-destruct sequence. Lobo says, Ah, frag, you sneaky backstabbing bastard. You're dead. Hear me? You're on borrowed time, ankle sucker. (laughs) That's a new one. (laughs) You ankle sucker. Watch your language, Murray. I know. I wonder if I can use that one in class. You little (laughs) ankle sucker. Maybe if you say it with a smile, it's all good. (laughs) Lobo hops on his machine he starts flying through the hallways now this is the way i came in i think maybe it was this way shoot this is getting ridiculous what the heck gangway main man coming through so he finally just blasts through the wall just as the spaceship blows up and (laughs) lobo is returning to headquarters with a Frag, 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 frag. frag, frag, frag. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> his little ship is, as his little uh, motorcycle is, I guess, on its last engine there. Yeah. Officer Lo- uh, Faze is saying, right, you'll be in control of both traffic in and out. Keep an eye on those two fools, the fools that we're arguing. Count on me, ma'am. Uh, Officer Lobo, and he... He doesn't look too pleased. I'll handle him, says FaZe. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Successful mission, Lobo? <laughs> oh, sure. And Darkside wears a pink frilly tutu. It was a pure, unmitigated disfragging aster. Why the hell do you think I look like this? You some kind of retard? No, I'm just the second in command. The docs gave me Larissa's job. Well, whoop-de-doo. Remind me to give you a coconut sometime. <laughs> and I thought you always looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 Indeed. Yeah, next issue. Changes. New guys. Major new villains. Lots of fighting. Free Band-Aid. I don't Yay! think the issue actually came with a free Band-Aid. I don't think it did. Although, you know, it was of, of an era where... Uh, where such things could happen. <laughs> totally. I had a poly bag with that. <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of which, <clears throat> also arriving um, at this point in time um, was, uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, we've, we've already talked about the Alan Grant uh, Demon series, which uh, mm-hmm. featured guest star Lobo. Um, yes. 
uh, let's see what else was happening. Um, uh, Superman uh, got himself a new book added into the Triangle uh, era. So this was during the story of the coming of the Krypton Man. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, Man of Steel started this very same month uh, with uh, uh, by Louise Simonson and John Bogdanov, who were coming over from, uh, I believe, uh, X-Factor. Um, might have been a little while before. But anyway, they were once on X Factor. Um, the X books were just basically doing the. This was when the Muir Island saga started, which um, meant that they were barreling toward. Uh, yes, you guessed it. Like um, um, New Mutants has just ended, so we are about to head into that big Ooh. X month with uh, with X Men, X Force, uh, the new X Factor, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so that. Yeah, the Peter David X Factor and the Alan oh Alan Davis and Alex Caliber. Oh, That's that right. So yes, that was good. Um, and uh, uh, making uh, what was definitely just as big a splash uh, was Impact Comics. Uh, we saw the <laughs> totally uh, yes. The, <laughs> I bought them all. Uh, the, so did I. <laughs> the Comet and uh, Legend of the Shield started. Um, I. Think the others might have started the month after. I think they were the first two. Maybe the yeah, fly. I think, I think they stagnated. They stagnated them. Like like one or two ones came out each month. Yeah, something like that. But uh, but so the first two were uh, the comet and Legend of the Shield, and so they came out this month. Um, as did the wrap up to the Justice uh, Society miniseries that was keeping those guys busy. Right. Uh, over in Legion of Superheroes, we learned a bit about what uh, ha- actually happened at Venado Bay uh, with issue 20. Um, yeah, they're new- just about ready to start the quiet darkness. Exactly, yes. And uh, the new Titans, um, uh, you know, Panther, speaking of which, um, uh, Nightwing, <laughs> Red Star, and Phantasm went to Russia to find out what happened to uh, uh, Cyborg. Oh, yes. we were like right in the um, Titans Hunt. Yeah, Titans right Hunt, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's when I started buying it with 71. That was yeah. my first issue. So yeah, this was 77 came out. Um, Starman was teaming up with uh, Phantom Lady and Rampage in his book, uh, which was barreling towards its end. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Adam Cray. Uh, that version of the Atom uh, was on the cover of Suicide Squad as they were in the Dragon's Horde storyline. And um, Guy Gardner got the cover of the Loose Leaf um, uh, Who's Who that Uh, month. Yeah, so there we go. All kinds of stuff happening. Uh Lots and lots. um, Oh, and uh, I think uh, it was the penultimate issue of, uh, of that volume of New Gods which is the one by Paris Collins. Oh. Um, uh, Guy Gardner and uh, Blue Beetle were get all set for a boxing match. Oh, the breakdowns is next month. That's right, yeah. So lots of stuff. Lots of books were about to see some major changes. Um, oh, and Wally West uh, got it, took a job with the IRS. Um, 
you know. Oh, he, he that one lasted. <laughs> that lasted a long time. Yeah, it was not very long. It was not very long. <laughs> but um, we were still of a time where they were showing as seen on TV on the cover of his books. That's oh, right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of. Not really. Not this guy. But, you know, still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my. So, yeah, there we go. There we have it. So all kinds of fun stuff happening. In, uh, in comic books in July of 1991, which was, of course, also the midst of Armageddon 2001. Yeah. Wow. Yes, that was hitting. And War of the Gods is right around now, too, because I think in a month or two it hits Legion. Um, well, that was toward the end of... Um... Wasn't it toward the end of uh, Suicide Squad? Like, well, maybe not. Mm, I'm not sure. I just know. Uh, you maybe no. Hmm. I feel like it's coming up re like in the next month or two, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's a little further on down the line. Because Suicide Squad was on issue uh, 55, um, and I'm just looking through. So Flash was issue 52. Huh, 52. Um, uh, and uh, and it would be issue fifty five of Flash. So yeah, October. So we're we're three months away from yeah. uh, being in the thick of uh, War of the Gods. I fr- I'd forgotten it was that close. Yeah, they were they were uh, overlapping for sure. And uh, oh well, oh well. Oh my! <laughs> I think I remember there being wasn't there some kind of weren't there some scheduling problems of War of the Gods like. Books came out the wrong order, wrong yes. time. Yes, that's yeah. right. Because they had to, uh, they had to kind of explain, like, oh well, this is, uh, this takes place before such and such. And, that's, uh, that's right. Because Man of Steel issue three was a War of the Gods crossover. Yeah, yeah. How do I remember this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was some scheduling issues, but uh, but you Indeed. know, you know. It's it's fine. It's all fine. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I guess that brings us to the end, unless there's it, feedback. Um, I don't think there is. Uh, but, but let me let me just confirm that, because you never know. Um, you check with our administrative assistant. They'll yeah. tell us whether. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks like the uh, the inbox is empty. Send us. <laughs> You, but folks, you can send your feedback to us at uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. And you can also comment on these episodes at Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com. Wait. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That works. Yes, it does. <laughs> I, I was like, did I say the email address? I did. I, I think yes. you did. I think you did. All right. All righty. So go. That's good. We'll see you all next week, gang. Bye bye. B Y E B Y E B Y E B Y E. L A T E R D U D E S. H Y V A S T I. H Y V. I don't know. We're not smart enough to spell else. <laughs> <laughs>